Welcome to the Cup of Joy podcast, where the views expressed are not necessarily those of Cup of Joy or our partners. And today on the Cup of Joy. Today I have the distinct interview of interviewing John. And John has quite a testimony about a spiritual quest that he went on and how he went on a quest that not only led him to the truth, but where he found a road with steps on it that led to the truth and true joy. John, I just wanted to thank you for joining me today. And I know that when we had talked earlier, we talked about a journey towards fulfillment. And what I'm wondering is, at what age would you say that journey began? Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, My spiritual journey began about sixth grade, which was about age 12 for me. Okay, and that journey really entailed being part of a family that had uh, attended a mainline church, right? Yes. And so tell us a little bit about what what that was like. Well, we attended a mainline church, and uh, it seemed that every week the service was pretty much the same. It was uh, pretty uh, pretty much by rote and, and uh, very similar each week. Okay, now at some point there was a desire in your heart that welled up for something more. When would you say that was? Um, I would say at uh, probably age 15, um, I decided to read the Bible on my own instead of taking catechism through our uh, our mainline church. And my parents were in agreement with that. And uh, that's the method I took to get to know Jesus as my Savior. Okay, so in other words, your parents really didn't have a problem with your skipping the formal training, and it was something that you decided to go and do on your own. Yes. And they had no problem with that. Right. Okay, so once you felt the uh, that it was your time to begin a study, what would you say your feelings were about it at that time? If you were to reflect back, you made this momentous decision to begin your spiritual journey on your own. How would you say you felt? felt a little uncertain because I was foraging out onto new ground, but I also felt uh, happy about it because I was undertaking a, a new path. Okay, so eventually you ended up going away to college, and that became part of your track yes. towards the truth. And so what happened there at college? Was it a typical college experience, or what would you say? Yeah, it was a secular college, um, lots of uh, drinking and partying and that sort of thing uh, during the weekends, and which I participated in as well. Um, but I knew that I needed to, to find something more. Okay, so at that time when the partying was taking place and you were participating in all the partying at college, you were still attending church at that time? Yes, I would uh, party on Saturday night and still attend the mainline church on Sunday morning. Okay, and were you reading the Bible at that time? Yes. Okay, so it's not like you returned to it at that time, but you were reading it during this entire time? Yes. So I guess you could say that you were uh, partying on Saturday and going to church on Sunday. Yeah, I was leading kind of a dual life because I was doing both, uh, reading my Bible and partying at the same time. Okay, so as you were reading the Bible, and I, I take it that you were going from cover to cover? Yes. 
And then one particular book kind of opened your eyes. What book was that? Book of Romans. All right. I love Romans too. I think in just a few minutes, we're going to summarize a little bit of the Book of Romans for the listeners who maybe have never read it, uh, don't know the plan of salvation that God has for them, how he's picked both you and me out of the muck and the mire, so to speak, and uh, given us a joy-filled life. Yes. So now you're an engineer by experience and training, right? Yes. And would you say that most engineers are pretty methodical? Yes, they're very logical and very methodical, yes. And the writer of the book of Romans, the way he laid it out, the Apostle Paul laid it out in a very uh, methodical manner as well, didn't he? Yes. Well, why don't we go, why don't we go ahead and um, summarize these verses from Romans that lead a somebody on a road to salvation through various steps? And we're okay. going to go through the five steps very quickly. Okay. So why don't you go ahead, if you're ready, to read chapter 3, verse 23. That says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Okay, so basically what it says is that none of us are perfect. We all fall short of God's goodness, of His glory, and we need a Savior. We need somebody who's going to make us right because God, the Creator of the universe, is so pure, so right, so holy, so to speak, that there's really nothing and no one that can come into his presence unless they're perfect, because he's perfect. And That's yet, right. And yet he provided a way for us. So let's go on to step number two on the road, and that would be chapter 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love for toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, that's really an awesome statement, isn't it? Yes. And the statement basically says, while we were still fallen away and were enemies with God because of what we inherited many years ago from in the garden, it's called, and Adam and Eve ended up falling away from God because they were more interested in self yes. than they were in God. And as a result of that, we needed to be brought back, and God gave His only Son, who was perfect, so that we could brought, be brought back to God and learn how to love Him again. Yes. So let's go on to ver, uh, step number 3, chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gracious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it's a beautiful thing when you think about it, isn't it? Yes. How he provided a way so that we could return to him, come to know him again, as is really everybody's heart's desire, even though they don't know it. And we were able to be made right with him and return to him. So let's go on to step number four, which is chapter 8, verse 1 of Romans. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. All right. So, in other words, if somebody has received the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, if they've made what we call a transfer or a transfer from living for self to living for God, they're a new creation. Yes. And now there's, they're right with God. Yes. They don't fall short of the mark anymore. That's and right. that's a beautiful thing. It is. 
So the last so the last step, step number five, is verse chapter ten, verse nine. Why don't you go ahead and read that? That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. Well I'm thankful for that. How about you? I'm very thankful for that. Now, and not too far down the road, after you'd read the uh the Romans chapter Chapter uh, 323, starting point and ending point, 1029. You had a special unexpected encounter with a friend who you'd known before, right? I guess I got to know through a mainline church and met this person. Uh, And uh, she was a born-again Christian in the mainline church. And we got to know each other, and she took me through this Roman road and led me to salvation. Wonderful. Yes. And so you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You made the trade, so to speak. Yes. I like the analogy of somebody said once that it's like if you had a a car that wouldn't start, as this analogy, because it had a dead battery. And so the Lord Jesus Christ comes to you and says, I've got a brand new battery for you. I'll trade it for your old dead battery, yes. and this new one will start up that car. So isn't that a great way of explaining it? Yeah, that's a, that's a great trade. All right, so as we begin to near our close here, one of the things that I wanted to ask you was, is, first of all, if, if the Lord Jesus was standing before you, and you had an opportunity to say to him, thank you, or something like that, what would you say to him? Say, thank you for dying for me and rising again, and I love you very much. Amen. I'd say much the same thing. And so now that you've received the Lord, how have things changed? Well, I don't party anymore, and uh, I've gotten involved in volunteering at a church, and uh, I'm basically a new creation. A lot of things that I used to do, I don't do anymore, and uh, I'm growing in my faith every year. Wonderful. Well, John, I wanted to thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope that you continue to be blessed, as I'm sure you have blessed me and the listeners who heard about your testimony. And a testimony, again, is simply saying, I testify that Jesus is risen from the dead, and he has made a change in my life. Thank you again, John. Yes, thanks for the opportunity to talk to you.